0: Our prime minister spit in the face of Canada. They spit in the face of Canadians. If I was to charge him with something, it would be treason because he betrayed the trust of the entire country.
1: There you go. A very, very, very small sample of the uh, fury that uh, Albertans are feeling right now. And this has been going on for, for a while. I mean, because we are not getting pipelines built. We are not getting oil to market. And this government said that they would do that. And they have not done that. And so they're looking over here and saying, what the hell's going on? Because all we're hearing about is jobs, jobs, jobs. The prime minister is talking about jobs, 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 trying to somehow explain away this whole lav scam that he has created. And so the rest of the country is going, what are you talking about, jobs? If you're going to fight for jobs, why would you be fighting for jobs in the one province that pays for the rest of the country? Of course, those are not the kind of jobs Mr. Trudeau needs to get reelected. It's not politically profitable for him. So I I do not blame Albertans one bit for being as angry as they are. Where does this conversation go? Let's bring in someone from Alberta who would know uh, just how angry people are. We got Rob Breckenridge joining us. Of course, he is the host of Afternoons on Global News Radio, AM 770 CHQR. Hi, good to have you.
0: Well, good evening. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, paint a picture, if you will. Characterize what it is like. Um, you know, because you're obviously covering this issue, as we are. Uh, what, what's the mood like?
0: Well, I mean, uh, you take a, a government that was about as as low as I, I think it could possibly be in Alberta, and then you splash a huge, giant scandal on top of it. I mean, uh, no, look. I mean, it, Albertans really, uh, I think, in large part, it soured on on this government for a variety of reasons, and so on top of what feels like I mean, indifference toward Alberta. What feels like just a, a real policy and philosophy uh, disconnect between Ottawa and Alberta. Now, on top of that, you you throw in all kinds of of sleaze on on top of all of that. So, no, there, there's not a lot of uh, shall we say support for for the Liberals at the moment. You'd be hard pressed to find a lot of people willing to, you know, stand up and defend them in in the midst of all of this. And and yeah, I mean, you alluded to it. I think. Look, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors about all kinds of other debates like, say, GM in Oshawa or the Trans Mountain Pipeline or a whole host of other issues. But what we have now splashed before us with this scandal is a whole lot of panic in the corridors of power about a situation affecting a Quebec company right. that uh, this company might move, this company might lay people off, uh, that it's a full court press to, to basically cater to this company and, and deliver to it everything it's asking for. You want a new law to allow for deferred prosecutions? Here you go. You want us to use it? Well, my goodness, we're going to do whatever we can to, uh, to see that we, we do. So, it's, yeah, I mean, it looks sleazy and, and it certainly looks as though there's uh, definitely one province that this government is catering to.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, their strategy has been absolutely disastrous from day one, and it seems to be getting worse as they go along. But the new talking point, and I think this creates another big problem for Trudeau, is that it's all about the jobs. It's all about the jobs, which begs the question, OK, if you care about those jobs, then why aren't you fighting for, for the Calgary jobs? And it's simple because Alberta does not keep a prime minister in power. Um, but again, you can't say you're fighting for jobs. When you know we bought a pipeline nine months ago, a very expensive four and a half billion dollar pipeline that you allude to in Trans Mountain, and not a drop of oil has has flowed.
0: No, I think there's an example of where you know if government gets backed into a corner, what what are they going to do in response? And maybe a, an analogy is the the auto bailout yep. uh, you know from a decade ago, where if a company's asking a, a government for something and and sort of dangling over their heads, jobs might be lost that does get government's attention. I mean certainly it's true that you know the the federal government doesn't appear to have done a whole lot about job mm-hmm. losses in Alberta but I guess you could argue that we weren't asking them to do anything yeah. basically companies aren't asking for a handout and they're not asking to make you know criminal charges go away or anything along those lines. So I mean in some cases there's there's not much government's can or should do frankly when it comes to uh, job losses in the economy. Here we have a situation, though, where a well-connected company was asking the government to bend over backward to accommodate it. And in this instance, it appears as though the government is willing to. But I, I think at the same time, we should be careful about accepting that it was about jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's partly liberal spin here. Oh, but it's you know, all spin. Wilson-Raybould, right? Yeah. I mean, th- these were political concerns. You know, there's an election coming up provincially in Quebec, or I'm a Quebec MP. I'm worried about us getting reelected. That's the the jobs they're most concerned about are, are their own
1: here, yeah, yeah, I don't buy the job spin at all, not one bit because again, it doesn't make sense if they're fighting for that amount of jobs, they should be fighting for for what hundred thousand jobs in Alberta that have just simply vanished, and the people are really hurting uh but there's without question, um this government i not you know their talk is very cheap. Um, A guy like Jerry Butts is a very polarizing figure. Since he walked out of of the prime minister's office, uh, was that met with uh, somewhat of a celebration in Alberta? Because he is anti-oil. He can tell us he's not. But his actions speak far louder. Um, You know, his involvement with the World Wildlife. um, You know, Vivian Krause, who is really well-known for kind of digging up all the foreign-funded campaigns against it. I mean, she has already opened it up that he was part of the World Wildlife Fund, which ran a campaign against the oil sands this is a government that truly wants to go green and get off of fossil fuels. And so I have to think that Jerry Butts waltzing out was good news in your province.
0: I mean, it was to some extent as much as it was kind of mystifying in the context of everything going on here. Why, why did he resign? Uh, You know, in terms of whether there'd be any kind of policy change as a result of him leaving, I don't know that anybody out here is holding their breath. I mean, he did feel like more of an ideologue, and Mm. and oftentimes liberals just, you know, they're whatever they need to be uh, under the circumstances. But yeah, Jerry Butts felt like a guy that was pulling them in a certain direction. So he's gone. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that bodes well. But. But why is he gone? What does it have to do with this whole scandal? So as much as people are, you know, not shedding any tears over Jerry Butts' departure, um, you know, on the one hand, we're struggling to make sense of it. And also now wondering, I mean, is it possible he could, you know, add another nail to the liberal coffin here? I mean, is he prepared to, to roll over on his, his former friend? Oh, that no, may no, Maybe no. a stretch, but.
1: No, I don't I don't I think, think that's going to happen
0: he would certainly go from zero to hero in Alberta i think if that were, were the case but as you said may maybe a bit of a long shot
1: yeah no i i fully uh you know expect that he will take a bullet and and try to to get this this damage blunted there's no question but he may he may um, very much open up more problems because it continues this story on and and we're all assuming that nothing else is coming out if 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 they don't think robert fife has another few bombs to drop they're very naive in this but again it has changed the whole landscape because up until about a month ago or three weeks ago when this broke, it was very much Trudeau is going to win another government, whether it's a majority, you know, it could be a minority. But now he he doesn't. I don't I think he's done. So he, I don't think he'll win the election now. That has to be somewhat uh, of, uh, of a relief to Albertans.
0: Well, and yeah, you look back at, uh, you know, the sponsorship scandal where, you know, the story broke in 2004. We got an election in the same year. Uh, you know, and Paul Martin was able to hide behind you know the investigations going on, and you know the Liberals were reduced to a minority government. Yeah. Then the scandal kept snowballing from there, and they were really sunk in 2006. So, you know, depending on where this all goes, and and you wonder if the Liberals will try to buy themselves some time, like they did in 2004, by calling for a judicial inquiry and just you know there we you know can't talk about it anymore, we can't answer any more questions, it's all being investigated, and try to delay the damage to maybe a, a year or two from now, but. You know, the problem right now for the liberals is that everything? This is about, well, it essentially comes down to who's got the most credibility here, and they've thrown away all their credibility. I mean, when they said the Globe and Mail story was false, when mm-hmm. they said nobody was pressured, when they said Jody Wilson Rabel didn't raise concerns, those were all lies. So they've demonstrably been dishonest about all of this, and now they're asking us to believe them? Why, why should we believe them? That's, that's the problem here right now is they've thrown away their credibility at a moment where they're trying to convince Canadians that, that, that they have any credibility. They, they really don't.
1: No, they have no credibility. And again, all this holier than thou, we're better than anybody else in the world. That's all gone. So that is all gone. But again, they're still trying to ram this carbon tax through. Uh, They're very distracted right now. And so, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm not sure what happens again. This is one of those stories where I think Mr. Trudeau thinks he can hang on. uh, But by the day, if he continues having performances like he has had, it's just a matter of time.
0: Well, you got to think so. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what comes of this and whether there's more bombs to be dropped or, you know, whether the liberals, find some way to at least mitigate the damage because you know it's interesting to see with uh, you know the NDP on their left flank all the problems they're having all the high profile MPs yeah. who are getting out of politics so, you know maybe that bodes well for the liberals i, I don't know so there're a lot of different political dynamics at play here but i think the brand as you, you alluded to has been probably you know damaged beyond repair it's it's no longer sunny ways it's the same old sleazy liberals you know, doing favors for their friends behind closed doors. And it's uh, a different face, but it's it's the same old liberals. I, I don't know how you, you overcome that at this point.
1: Yeah. And we did polling. I mean, Ipsos did polling that you would be aware of. Uh, and there was tw- support. And this was done, I think, just as this scandal was kind of catching on. But uh, polling support for the liberals is only at 25 percent. Is it worse now under Junior Trudeau than it would have been Senior
0: well, in Alberta, you mean nationally?
1: No, I mean is the anger in Alberta the same as it yeah. was with Trudeau senior, or is it more?
0: Well, I, I think maybe we've we've forgot how just how viscerally angry angry people were. I mean, the you know the national energy policy was something deliberate that was imposed on Alberta. I don't know that inaction on on the pipeline is quite at that same level. I mean, you know, back in Alberta in eighty three, there was a by election that actually produced a separatist MLA. I I don't think we're anywhere near that, but at the same time, uh, the liberals are in deep, deep trouble here in Alberta. They they actually, you know, they they made a little bit of a breakthrough in the last election, uh, but it's, I I think they've, they've throwing all of that away. I, it's certainly in Calgary, no chance at all. Um, Edmonton, maybe a slightly different story, but the rest of the province, uh, no, it's it's probably close, not quite at, but probably close to that sort of early, mid-80s, yeah. <laughs> totally anti-liberal
1: sentiment. And by the way, we've got a budget coming out uh, in, what, two and a half, three weeks. I, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain there is going to be so much stuff in that, whether it's a national pharmacare, all of a sudden they're going to be buying trains for Alberta, I will be very curious to see how much they do, A, to outflank uh, Jugmeet Singh, but then to turn the page, look at all this free stuff, national this, national that, everything's free.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting because you, you, we saw those numbers, those yeah. GDP numbers today, oh, and you terrible. think, well, holy cow, a slowing economy, that's going to be disastrous for the liberals. But it does give them an excuse to to really, you know, with an election year, here's a stimulus budget, <laughs> here's goodies for everybody. Um, You've you know, already whether,
1: spent $30 billion, I mean. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that's the problem with running deficits in good times is yeah. when you actually need uh, some kind of stimulus, you, you really back yourself into a corner. But it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And, and I mean, there's still the slight possibility. Uh, this year that, you know, with the NEB decision on Trans Mountain, if the Liberals come back and say, you know, we did this consultation and we're good to go. I mean, if they actually were to move ahead on the Trans Mountain Pipeline. That would be an interesting dynamic. Sure. I, they, they may be sunk in Alberta, but it's the kind of thing, as you say, that, that creates a different kind of conversation. And at least if we're talking about that, we're not talking about SNC-Lavalin.
1: Yeah, or he could go to his friend uh, in Montreal, in Quebec, uh, Mr. Legault, and say, look, I'm in a lot of trouble. Can we get that Energy East f- finished, please? Like, I, Honestly, i got to get it done. But I don't think that's going to
0: happen. <laughs> no, probably not.
1: All right, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Yeah, Alex, thanks. We will uh, talk again. That is Rob Breckenridge. And if you want to listen to him, he's one of the best. Uh, You can catch him afternoons. He hosts Afternoons on Global News Radio, AM 770 CHQR in Calgary. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.